Let's go, girls. From New York City to Los Angeles, Powered Up with Beck and Franklin is giving women of all ages permission to live the life they've always dreamed of. Why live in black and white when you can choose the brilliance of 3D and Technicolor? Each week, Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin and their high-powered guests will be here to cheer you on, to share their challenges, their successes, and what they've learned along the way. It's all about women supporting women. The stories and practical tips on sex, beauty, money, and so much more are designed to help you reconnect to the powerful woman you are. Fabulous knows no limits. Now it's time for you to expand your boundaries. Here are Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Hey, ladies, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Linda Franklin, and this is Powered Up Talk Radio, and this is our first show of the new year talking about nutrition, food, mindfully eating, and we are going to welcome today the Eat Naked expert. Linda, I love her. I love the name of that. Um, she has a Naked Foods cookbook. She has this Eat Naked. It's all about being unprocessed, unpolluted, undressed eating for a healthy, sexier you. And I got to tell you, you know, being sexy is so much about how you feel. And nutrition and food is tied so much to how we feel that it's just a win-win for being powered up. If you don't feel good, you know, you don't work out, you don't eat right. It's just, it's just part of that domino effect that trips us up. Well, so now we have we have the naked naked food, the naked chef. I guess as long as you have the word naked in it, you're good to go, right? I think so. Maybe we should be naked radio from now on. Though, at well, maybe degrees out there, <laughs> or naked no, television, which would be even better. <laughs> But we are pretty naked. We are pretty much the naked truth here as so far as Powered Up. We talk about things that make people uncomfortable or, you know, we deal with things every day on the radio about uh, how to make things better. And a lot of that is looking in the harsh light of day. I know this time of year I hate looking at myself in the mirror undressed because I'm white and, you know, you just look so much better tan. I just, I'm just going to put that out there. I know it's bad for you, but I don't know. It's better brown fat than white fat. Or you look much better. I mean, right now um, in the in the Northeast, especially and, and other parts of the country, it is just so cold. So the heat is blasting. I mean, everything is so dry, and you you know have to really, really make a special effort to keep your skin moisturized. Otherwise, you just like crack up and flake away. So yeah, in the winter, uh, it usually happens to me in February where I say, "Oh my God, I can't stand another day of winter." But this year, it, it happened in January because we've had these crazy storms and the and the the polar vortex and and everything. We're in the middle of a, a big storm right now. That's crazy. So, that is crazy. And yet, out here in Southern California, we have the driest and like the warmest uh, winter on record. But I see, I hate it because I want to wear all my winter clothes and I'm, you know, roasting uh, in my sweatshirts and my cute little pants that I want to wear, but I'm wearing it anyway because I'm fashion forward. <laughs> Well, you know, so it, there you've got the fires, and here we've got the the you know the uh, the, the cold and and the snow. So I, you know, I wish there was. I guess the only good place right now is down south, but it's you know you have to pick your places. It's it's uh, it's not fun. Winter is a bitch this year. 
It is. It is. You know, whether it's too dry or too hot, you know, it's one thing like yesterday, and this is not to be really gross or anything, but, you know, we've had so many fires around here in Southern California near my house um, that I went, I use a cotton ball, you know, like I clean my skin with a little cotton ball and I kind of like to look at it and feel that accomplishment of like, oh, look, I've cleaned off the oil. Oh, it's dirty. Yay. Yes, it's dirty. Yay. I did a good job. Well, last night it was disgusting. I was like, ew. All right. I was outside. There's ash and dirt on my skin. I probably breathed in a cigarette's worth of ash from the fires. You know, it's just, it's just crazy when you make a conscious effort like I do and you do, Linda. I know you take really good care of yourself and you've been a great uh, inspiration for me insofar as, you know, modeling after, you know, some of the things that you, principles you use in your life. When you try to eat clean and eat healthy and then you got to go outside and breathe in a lung full of ash, I'm like, why am I doing this? I know, but that, you know, that's the world we live in, you know, whether if, if it isn't the ash and, 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 and the fire, then it's, you know, it's the chemicals and it's the water and it's, you know, it's just everything. So you just have to, you do the best you can. I mean, unless you want to walk around in a, in a bubble and we can't do that. We just have oh, to insulate ourselves. I know. I mean, it's like, that's how I feel. Like I get so overwhelmed and, you know, that's why I'm really excited, you know, to have Margaret Floyd on the show today. Cause you know, I get so overwhelmed. There's so much information out there and, you know, I try to eat gluten-free and then I try to eat organic free. And then I read about acid rain and the fish and I'm like, and now I'm like, I don't know what to eat. Organic banana, well, non-organic banana. It's, insane. it's crazy. You know what? And, you know, I may be old fashioned and, um, I try not to <laughs> it's good for I guess. I try not to listen to all these diets because I think we really know what to eat. And if if we eat the things that we're we're, we're supposed to eat, the vegetables, the fruits, you know, the yeah, and try, and try to be organic or, or eat lean meat and vegetables. And then when we want to splurge, we can take a splurge. And it's in moderation. And if, if, our, you know, if our portions are reasonable, we don't have them hanging over the plate and do a little bit of exercise, I think we're golden. I don't, okay. think, it, I don't think we, you know, I really think we have to, like, follow our, our gut and our instincts on, on what we know. And I know when I'm eating bad. When I'm eating that ice cream, I, you know, I'm liking it. But I'm saying, I know I'm not doing my body a favor, but oh my God, it feels so good. (laughs) (laughs) And we go through stages. It's true. In the last couple of months, because I haven't been feeling, you know, I wasn't feeling great. So when you're not feeling great, you want to, you know, you want to treat yourself. And then I had a, you know, and then last week I had a cold. And so um, I haven't been to the gym in a couple of months, which is the longest stretch that I've never been to the gym. And I've been eating, I mean, on a bagel kick now, and I, and I never have bagels in the house. Now, every time I go shopping, I buy bagels. And I I know that this, this will stop, but I'm, I'm, I'm doing what my you know what feels good right now without beating myself up oh my gosh when you said the bagel thing I know, but I got chills when you said the bagel thing, because just yesterday I had a meltdown in the car with my dad and my kids going, okay, bread fest is over, (laughs) because for the last three weeks, all I have done is buy like bag after bag after bagel, and you know, my two kids will eat a bagel, my dad will eat a bagel, then of course I have to have a bagel, because you can't eat bagels alone, and you know, we've gone through like four bags of bagels since, you know, Christmas, and you know, bread is just, it's it's the fastest way for me to pack on the pounds, and it tastes good going down, but you know, then after I'm either hungry an hour later and it just, you know, it's like not, not even worth the enjoyment sometimes. 
Well, you know, I'm feeling better. You know, I told you that I had, you know, I was diagnosed with this acid reflux back in, was it October, November? And so that I was taking the pills and I wasn't sure, and I was feeling better, but I, I had the, all these body aches and I wasn't sure where it was coming from and I stopped taking the pills and I was sort of experimenting as I usually do with, with you know, with my body to see what worked and didn't work. So last week I went out and bought a, a bottle of aloe vera um, liquid uh-huh. Um, and I, because it's supposed to be good for, you know, acid in your system. And I've been taking yeah. that every day instead of, of a med. And, you know, so far so good. So Well, you know, I love you know, that you, you do that. I love that you experiment and listen to your body. You know, I do that too and people think I'm kooky. But, you know, it, it's like one size doesn't fit all and one med doesn't no. fit all and one solution doesn't fit all. And I, you know, and I wish the doctors could help, but most likely they can't because this is what you know. If you've got this, then this is what you take. And yep, you know, right. it, and then we'll we'll keep experimenting with the meds. But you know, after a while, you know, it just when you're feeling like when you're feeling crappy, that's all you can think about is feeling crappy, and you let a lot of things go because you know you just, as I said, you want to sort of self-medicate yourself with the things that feel good. So. You're not on the top of your game, you know, when you're not feeling well, like, you know, what I found is, you know, we were talking about doing our 40, you know, our 40, um, you know, not wishes, but our 40 intentions, you know, for the new year, 2014. And I got to say, I feel they're working. But then again, I'm very susceptible to meditation, to hypnosis, all those things really work well for me. And I've Sandra, you are breaking up. Found that reading my forty uh, intentions every night, and sometimes I read them during the day, or sometimes I'm in the tub and I try to remember them all. You know, oh, I'm sorry, I'm breaking up. Um, but uh, I find that putting all these things in into my consciousness helps me do them. You know, I don't know if it's any woo-woo magic, um, but I'm excited because I feel like I'm moving forward in different areas of my life. Well, no, that's good. Well, I'm doing my uh, 42 now. We must be into, we're over into our, going into our third week, right, of the 40 days. And, you know, I do it every day, and I'm I'm using my prayer wheel, and I'm doing that. Uh, But, you know, you're, I think that you put it out there, but I think you you also have to put some effort into it as well. And, um, you know, I am trying. Um, the the best I can do, and and I do feel I do feel better, and I think a lot of it um, might be working. But um, as part, they said that you really have to do uh, it for forty days for the cycle to sort of uh, click in, because that seems to be a magic number. You know, I'm I'm happy to do it. I you know I. I, I... I was functioning originally on the 30 days. You know, I go to a lot of these business seminars and they say, if you want to make something a habit, uh, go ahead and do it for 30 days. So I was like, well, what's it for 10 more days? And, you know, when I was first uh, out of my divorce, the therapist that I was working with was so great because she had me write all these intentions down on a card. And some of them were like, I'm beautiful. I'm a lot of fun. I'm these things. And I read them every night before I went to bed. And, you know, I really started thinking the things that I kept reading over and over because repetition is the mastery of skill. Yeah, no. Well, I think this is a spiritual thing. I, I understand the 30 days to lock in a habit, but I think this is more of in a, you know, in a different realm. 
So you know, so we'll yeah. we'll see. I mean, we'll talk. We can certainly talk about it much better after the forty days. But I, I'm glad that we're both still on that track of, of of finishing it. I am. I have it right here. This little scrap of paper doesn't leave my side. For those of you wondering what we're talking about, Linda and I each wrote forty intentions that we are working on. We read them at least once a day. Uh, I think they work. We write them in the present tense as if we already have them. Um, One of them is to eat better, and so I'm so happy to uh, share with us after the break. We're going to meet with Eat Naked Now author and Eat Naked uh, um, Margaret (coughs) I knew I was going to choke on that. Margaret Floyd, I'm so sorry. We'll have to catch you after the break. We've got lots more Powered Up with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin after these messages. Get ready for Smart Health with your host, Dr. Glenn Mia. Friday afternoons at 2 p.m. Central on the Rockstar Radio Network. Smart Health is a one-hour program dedicated to discussions, interviews, and news in the ever-changing world of medicine. Information leads to smart choices, and smart choices lead to a healthier lifestyle. That's the quote of host and broadcast journalist Dr. Glenn Mia, M.D. This magazine-style radio show is a fast-paced program bringing together medical experts, authors, and patients to examine what works and what doesn't in staying healthy. Dr. Glenn Mia is a board-certified physician in pediatrics and internal medicine. His philosophy to wellness starts with an investment. He says proper nutrition, rest, and exercise are the best personal investments to maintaining good health. So join us for Smart Health with Dr. Glenn Mia. Fridays at 2 p.m. Central on the Rockstar Radio Network. It's time to uncover the inspired team leader within you. Overcome the challenges of hidden agendas and miscommunications that create stress and a lack of productivity. Project management expert Norm Prevost and connection expert Heather Hansen O'Neill will provide you with a consistent infusion of inspiration and team strategies. In addition, your hosts will invite knowledgeable leaders to inject different viewpoints, situations, and solutions for an all-encompassing perspective on achieving winning team performance. Spend one hour each Friday transforming your mindset and increasing your skills. The Inspired Team Leader Show, your path to innovative ideas and action items you can implement today to create a more productive team and feel amazing in your role. The Inspired Team Leader Show, heard every Friday at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time on ABRN, the All Business Radio Network. We're back with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Here's more Powered Up with Beck and Franklin. Hey, ladies, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Franklin and Linda Franklin. And from coast to coast, we've got you covered with everything to do with money, sex, beauty, love. And now we're going to talk about naked food. I'm so excited, Linda. I just love, I love saying naked food. I love saying naked chef. We'll do naked radio. Anything that makes you happy today. 
you just want to be naked. Let's, you know, that's it. I do. If it wasn't like, you know, so it's actually cold in my house today, or I would, I would do a naked show in honor of our naked guest, uh, well, Margaret Floyd. <laughs> And she's outstanding. I got to tell you, I haven't seen her book. I'm waiting uh, to get it from the publisher, um, but I've been all over her website. I signed up uh, for her Naked Diet in 10 weeks, and I even printed out the PDF from her site today. So I really want uh, people listening today to go to Eat Naked Now, um, because if you're a foodie, if you're someone who's interested in, you know, looking better, feeling better, you know, when you get naked and you don't want to look like somebody threw pudding cups at your body, um this gal's really got something going on that I think is really neat. So I would like to turn the mic over to Margaret Floyd and have her introduce herself and tell us a little bit about her work. Margaret, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Well, a little bit about my work. I mean, I'm all about food, naked food. doesn't have to have anything to do with your clothes, but hey, if you want to actually eat naked, I'm all for it. <laughs> And I love that, pudding cups thrown on your body. I'm going to have to use that at some point. I've never heard that before. That's hilarious. Um, So, yeah, I mean, there's so much confusion about what to eat. Honestly, I don't know that there is a topic out there that is as confusing and that has as much conflicting information excuse me, information as, uh, as what to put on our plates and what to put in our bodies. Maybe something like, you know, childhood vaccinations or something like that. I mean, it's really, there's not a single item of food that you can put in your body that there isn't a good scientifically backed argument about how it's going to really benefit you and how it's going to hurt you. And so I love that you say that because that's what Linda and I are talking about. It's so confusing. It's so ridiculous. Now, I want to ask you real quick before we get your opinion on all this, and I don't mean to make this sound rude, but what makes you qualified to explain it to us other than you wrote some great books? Absolutely. Well, I had a big aha moment when I was in my mid-20s when I had a crazy bad skin condition I'd have been plagued with since my teens that was suddenly reversed and and I've never had it since and I'm not in my mid-20s anymore um, through diet. And that was my big wake-up call of, okay, what, what goes into our bodies is very, very important. And it took me a few years before I turned that into a career, but down the road, I decided that this was actually my passion. And I went and studied at the Nutritional Therapy Association and became a certified nutritional therapy practitioner. And I have done a ton of training since then. I'm a certified GAPS practitioner and a certified healing food specialist. Um, there's a bunch of other little trainings that I've done in there as well, but those are the kind of big three. And you know, I have worked clinically with clients um, since, uh, when did I start practicing? 2007, 2008. And I have just seen incredible things in my practice in terms of how people can reverse all sorts of things in their bodies and really, really, truly heal on a profound level when they give their bodies what they need to actually do what our bodies know how to do already, which is to heal. You know, we're designed to thrive, but we're not giving it our bodies the proper bits and pieces in order to do what they already know how to do best. So that's, you know, that's kind of in a nutshell why I do what I do and and how I got here. Is every body different? Um, if, if I, if I had, uh, one diet and then Sandra 
did exactly the same thing, would it work exactly the same way with her, or do you have to tweak it to the person, you know, age or if medications that they're on or past medical history or things like that? Every single body is unique. And there's a concept called bio-individuality, which basically means what it sounds like it means, which is that every one of us has a whole slew of different factors that influences how our body uses food. And my theory is that while there are all sorts of different diets out there that work for some people and not for others, the most important thing, regardless of what you eat, is that in terms of, you know, macronutrient ratios, the most important thing is the quality of the food that you're putting in your body. And so that's why I take it back to a very simple thing. So I call eating naked, which is the idea of eating real, clean, whole food as close to its natural form as possible, minimal processing, ideally grown close to you in season. And, you know, basically eating how our ancestors ate. So much, I think it's 80% of what we can find in the grocery stores did not exist 100 years ago. I mean, it's no wonder our bodies have no idea what to do with it. We just don't evolve that quickly. Oh, I think you're really on to something there, you know, because my my household, Margaret, I care for my my elementary school age children who are seven and ten. Then I also care for my dad who's 80. And just the other night at dinner, we were talking about the changes my dad has seen in his lifetime because my one kid's writing a paper. And he's like, you know, Max, you know, we didn't have box cookies when I was growing up. We didn't have box cereal. He's like, I remember after the war, we got like special K. And he's like, we just didn't have all this stuff that you have today. He's like, my my dad made the sauerkraut and he's like, we butchered the meat. And, you know, my family comes from a family of markets. And he just said, we just didn't have all this stuff. Uh, you know, and that's only, you know, 50, 60 years ago, not even 100 years ago. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And you look at all of these chronic degenerative diseases that are plaguing people now. Everything, I mean, heart disease wasn't, it wasn't even discovered. There wasn't the first recorded um, incident of heart diseases in the early 1900s. That's, you know, and that's, you know, one of the number one killers now. Um, these things just didn't exist. And it's, in, in my mind and to my view, it's impossible not to make the connection from that to what we are eating. It's just, if you think about it, every single cell in your body, every piece of skin, every muscle, every bone, every fingernail was once food. And you would never put Super Saver gas into you know, a Porsche or a Ferrari. And yet that's very much what we're doing with our bodies on a regular basis, every single day, multiple times a day. And so I think, you know, if we can change it from being, okay, what diet and, you know, what combination should I do more carbs or less carbs and more fat and less fat. If we change the conversation from fiddling with macronutrients to just getting back to real whole foods that taste really good, by the way, like this is not about deprivation at all. This is about the good stuff. You know, it's amazing what the body can do with that. What do you tell people like me that are, don't like to cook, um, that eat out a lot, and, um, I mean, they, they care about their bodies and, you know, and maintaining their weight and feeling good and being healthy, 
but you know the thought of being in the kitchen um, and and cooking these meals, it, you know, it just doesn't it it doesn't work. I mean, <laughs> it was funny when I was redoing my kitchen um, and on Wall when I was still on Wall Street, and my and they said, well, what are you putting in your kitchen? You really don't need anything. All you need is the phone, you know, for ordering out. And that was you know that was basically then, and and it sort of is is the same way now. So is there foods that you can buy that are, are prepared or how do you do it if you, if you have a lifestyle that doesn't, you know, include being in the kitchen a lot? You know, I wish I had an easy answer for you. Um, here's, I'm going to give you an answer in two parts. Um, it really is hard to get good quality food that is ready, ready made. There are some restaurants and some meal delivery services, for example, that are um, that are good quality. They're few and far between. That said, I don't believe in spending your whole life in the kitchen. In fact, I'm very busy, and you know, one and a half year old daughter. You know, there's all sorts of stuff going on over here. And if something takes me longer than ten or fifteen minutes to pull together in the kitchen, in my opinion, that's too much time. So there are ways of living this lifestyle without living in the kitchen. Ooh, I'm so excited. I know, I know. (laughs) Um, Margaret, we're going to have to go to commercial break shortly. Um, But let me ask you, did you make any big changes when you had your daughter with respect to her nutrition and your nutrition? Uh, We've got about two minutes for your answer. I feel so fortunate that I learned what I what I have learned before I got pregnant and had her. I, I truly do. Um, I no, I didn't change anything, but I already knew so much about nutrition and how to how to support the body to get ready to carry a baby and breastfeed and such. She's a little champion eater. I mean, she she's never had processed food ever. Um, she, we've eaten out at restaurants, but she's never, that, that happened maybe once a week and she will eat just about anything and everything. She's healthy. And I mean, I'm happy to talk more about this, but it it is vitally important to take into consideration what you're eating when you're about to build another body. Absolutely. I'm so glad you said that because, you know, I was like the food Nazi when I was pregnant with my kids. And like you and my kids, I came from farm country, so we didn't have processed food. And I live out on a horse ranch, so I'm not close to Linda like she can order food in. Um, But I will say, watch out when your kids go to elementary school or even preschool and garbage surrounds them. My kids were such great eaters till they started into the school system. And then they're like, oh, mom, look, ho-hos and all this stuff that I've I've tried to get them not to eat, but I will say that it, sorry, it will swing back. The pendulum swings back when they get into fourth and fifth grade and you really can, can, they can see a difference in their nutrition. So you've got a battle coming up and I hope you don't have to battle what I battled. Our guest today is Margaret Floyd of the Eat Naked series. When we come back from the break, we're going to talk a little bit more about how to wade through all the information that's out there and make simple choices. And as Linda put it and Margaret put it, we're not going to be a slave to the kitchen. We're busy women. We've got a lot on our plate and we don't need to add filling our plate as another one of our stressors. So when we come back from the break, we're going to visit more with Margaret Floyd of Eat Naked Now. You want to check her out on her website, Eat Naked Now. When we come back from the break, Look more for great ways to fill your plate without adding more to your plate. This is Sandra Beck from Powered Up Talk Radio and Linda Franklin. More after the break.
we've got lots more Powered Up with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin after these messages. This is for all you girls about 42. Tossing pennies into the fountain of youth. Join us for Healing with the Marika Method. This is an amazingly informative show to help heal people as well as their horses, dogs, and cats. This show inspires and empowers people to take charge of their own health and their animals' health using the power of diet, nutrition, natural medicines, and lifestyle to heal a variety of health problems. Learn how food impacts all physical and emotional health conditions and how diet and natural medicines are used to heal the body, mind, and spirit. Marika is a health and nutrition specialist, homeopathic practitioner, a gifted medical intuitive and healer, and an author and educator with over two decades of experience in clinical practice for people and their pets. Join our host, Marika Vandewater, every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time right here on the Rockstar Radio Network. Are you ready to start rocking that woohoo that only you do? Because Lisa Stedman is on a mission. She will dare you, challenge you, enlighten you, provoke and empower you to bring out that inner woohoo. Lisa is an internationally acclaimed best-selling author. She is a breakup expert, a brand consultant, CEO of Woohoo Inc. and the Woohoo Radio Network. She will show you how to take your boohoo and turn it into woohoo. Get rebellious and get real. Get your dreams off the back burner. Get inspired and motivated to take action. Start rocking that woohoo that only you do in love, life, and business. She is going to be here for you every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time. Only here on the Woohoo Radio Network. We're back with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Here's some more Powered Up with Beck and Franklin. This is for all you girls about 42. Hey, ladies, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Linda Franklin, and we're about halfway through our show today. And for those of you that missed the first half of the show, we are visiting with Margaret Floyd of Eat Naked, and she's got some naked food cooked. She's got Eat Naked Now. She's got a lot of cool things that you're going to want to check out. I myself have subscribed uh, to her naked diet in 10 weeks and printed out the PDF. What I liked about it is I got something instantly. You don't have to wait for it. Um, so that's really cool for those of you interested in making your life changes, especially with respect to the massive amount of information that's available regarding food and nutrition and cooking. Now, for those of you that missed the first half of the show, I want you to check us out on iTunes. We're under Powered Up Talk Radio. You can also find us by the .com of the same name, PoweredUpTalkRadio.com. And lastly, you can go to our host station powered up talk radio is hosted by TogiNet radio out of texas and uh, all of our shows are available there and they have to do with how to become powered up in your life and live the life you want to live for 40s 50s 60s and beyond so we are visiting today with 
uh, Margaret Floyd. And I got to say, Margaret, the marketing behind your book is fantastic because you go look at the Naked Foods cookbook. It's like whole foods, healthy fats, gluten-free, losing weight, feeling great. I mean, that's a tall order. But I truly believe, and I think, Linda, you'll support me on this, if we change our nutrition to fit what we need for our bodies, we will be able to have that life that we want. Because if you feel great, who knows what you can achieve? No, absolutely. You know, that's, that's, that's so important because, you know, we know when we're not feeling well, um, we sort of let go of the things that are very, very important. Um, and, and so that's really part of it, you know, is, is a good diet and good exercises, you know, the fountain of youth. So, Margaret, what do we do? You got me who's a single mom, two kids, 80-year-old grandpa living in the house, horse ranch, three dogs, a pool to take care of. What do I do? I buy your cookbook and then what? Well, here's here's what I'd recommend. First of all, I'd figure out where are the most processed foods in your week. You know, is it something where, you know, a, an easy one is something like salad dressings. A lot of people do store-bought oh, yeah. salad dressings and we think, well, I'm, you know, I'm already going to, you know, a salad that's all fresh and then I just buy the dressing. But those salad dressings are actually loaded with garbage. I mean, rancid oils, sugar in pretty much every single one, um, tons of artificial flavorings. And they're so easy to make. It takes maybe we have we have a whole ton of recipes in our cookbook that have um, that are salad dressing recipes that literally take five minutes or less. And you make it at the beginning of the week. You've got it for the rest of the week. So there's a really easy, quick hit. Um, just and so if you were to look through what you eat on in a typical week and find the thing that's the most processed, and then look at okay, how can I switch this out? You know, maybe it's for maybe breakfast. Maybe you have box cereal for breakfast. Um, maybe instead of doing box cereal, what you do is some oatmeal. And instead of it being instant oatmeal, the way I do oats is I have just plain old rolled oats, you know, the good old fashioned kind. And I put them in the water the night before and I let it soak overnight. And there's all sorts of health benefits Ooh. to that. But here's the cool benefit in terms of lifestyle. That means that a lot those oats are nice and softened and they actually end up cooking really quickly the next morning. So you've taken whole oats that would normally take, you know, 15 to 20 minutes to cook in the morning. And who has 15 or 20 minutes to make breakfast? Come on now. Um, but all you did is, you know, put the two in the pot the night before. And then now you've turned it into a quick cook breakfast that's actually really good for you. And it isn't using all of the... Um, really damaging extruding processes that are how they make those cool shapes of cereals and things and very very damaging to the grains so that's those are two um those are two easy examples well and can i chime in from i always like to give the single mom perspective yeah Um, i'm a single mom soul supporting and what you just told me was the difference between like a four dollar breakfast and a 25 cent breakfast yet still packed with nutrition and a three dollar bottle of salad dressing you know and i'm looking here on your site with some of these recipes going i Sandra, I'm, I think you're breaking up again, huh? Sorry, pennies on the dollar. Sorry, I didn't. I didn't quite catch yeah, all of you, that. You were breaking up again, Sandra. 
So we missed a piece oh, I'm of that. sorry. I'm sorry. But it's yeah, this the whole point is that what you're telling me not only sounds nutritionally beneficial, but a whole lot cheaper than buying packaged cereal at four bucks a box and yes. dressing at three dollars a tub. I'm really glad you brought this up because there's this myth that to eat well is going to cost you hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars, you know, and that it's cost prohibitive for most people. And there's a couple of pieces to that. Exactly as you've said, we're talking about simple ingredients that actually don't cost much at all. Secondly, it is so much cheaper to stay healthy to begin with than to get sick. I mean, you know, drugs are not cheap. Being sick is not cheap. I mean, healthcare, we don't even want to go into that conversation. That is not cheap. So you have to look at it from the context of the bigger picture. And another thing is, is really there's ways to prioritize your food dollars in terms of where you're going to invest the money. So, you know, I always tell people if you can't afford, for example, to buy everything organic, and many people can't afford to buy everything organic, and that's fine. The things you want to prioritize are actually anything that comes from an animal. And I know often we think organic, we think, oh, I'm going to go get my organic apples or, or what have you. We think produce first. But I'd actually suggest that anything that comes from an animal is most important. And that's where I would invest in higher quality and a little bit more dollars because um, it's just a totally different food. You know, a, a cow raised in a feedlot and fed corn and soy is a totally you know, any meat or dairy that comes from that is completely, um, it is so, so different from what you'd find in meat or dairy that comes from a cow that has been raised on pasture eating grass like they're biologically designed to do. So, uh, Does that yes, have to do because with, go ahead, Linda. They're, well, they're eating the hormones and the, and the antibiotics and whatever else uh, that they're getting. So that's when you ingest that, you're, you're ingesting what, what, what the animal ingested. Well, yeah, I mean, I think it, so it's about the, what it's about is about concentration of toxicity. So if you're eating um, fruit or vegetables and there's, you know, they've, there's been some pesticide use on that. I mean, it's not great, but it's just what has happened to that plant, right? As opposed to the cow who's out there eating every single day. And fat or toxins accumulate in fats and proteins, and that's basically what the cow is. <laughs> so you end up getting a much higher concentration of toxicity by eating an animal products that are not organic versus plant products. Does that does that clarify it? Yeah, yeah. I'm just curious. Um... When you think about, you know, the, the, the organic things and, you know, and that buildup of all this stuff, what about the GMO stuff? What's your take on that? Because I saw this thing the other day that resembled an apple and they said it was a grape and, you know, it was infused with stuff and it scared me. So I put it back. <laughs> yeah, a genetically modified organism. So that's when they have taken a gene from one species and inserted it into a completely different species. So it's not, this is very different from hybridization, you know, which we've been doing for centuries, you know, to make the perfect pear tree or something like this. Um, this is a cross species. You know, the classic example is fish genes into a tomato. 
and you know they're not supposed to go together and um it's it's really you know we're participating in many ways in this giant you know untested experiment cuz we're really not sure what the impacts are but um yeah i would you know stay, eating organic of course is a way to stay away from um gmos for the most part that's again why it's really important with animals because um uh, animal who is you know G- uh, corn and soy are the top two gmo crops in the us and so if you're eating beef for example from an animal fed lots of corn and soy, then if it's not organic, then it's pretty much guaranteed there's GMOs in that. Um, when it comes to p- produce, um, you know, there's certain ones that are more likely to be GMO than others, papayas and um, uh, yellow squash, the yellow crookneck squash are two that, um, that you want to pay attention to. Uh, the, the others, it hasn't really, to my knowledge, in terms of it's mostly the the bulk crops that are actually uh, supporting so many other things and and you know the corn and soy that's in everything I mean that's that's another reason for eating naked well, <laughs> is that you just you don't even have to well and, go there you know well and I got to just say something scary about corn and soy because I grew up in the country and when I was a little girl growing up we used to play this game where we would drive in the car in my dad's truck and we would guess the crops and we'd go green beans and tomatoes and sprouts and cabbage and you know we'd name all these things well when I was home a couple of years ago I, I tried to play that game with my sons and I couldn't because it was rows and rows of corn and rows and rows of soybeans and you know soybeans are a pretty plant and they wave in the winds it's beautiful but the fact of the matter is I couldn't find any other plants in our town other than a row of cabbage for my kids to identify. And it was really, really kind of crazy scary. You look at any packaged food and I, I dare you to find one that doesn't have either corn or soy in it. It's, the, it's absolutely the backbone of the entire food industry in the U.S. So that, you know, if you don't want to tear your hair out trying to find something without one of those two things, then just eat the real whole food to begin with, and then you don't have to worry about it so much. Where do you shop? Yeah, it was um, really to get, to get your to get your 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 food, your produce, your supplies. Um, because you're right. I mean, a lot. Of, I mean, I love Trader Joe's, and I and I know probably if you two of you say Trader Joe's is is garbage too because it's it's supposed to be healthy, but it's really not. And how do you do it? And, and I so I have that question. I also. Say, okay, what were you going to put on top of those rolled oats? What if you have a sweet tooth? What are you putting on to give you that little sugar, you know, that little sweet um, taste? Because I can't live without my little sweet taste. (laughs) (laughs) I'll answer the oatmeal question because that's easy and fast, and then we can talk about the other one in a second. The oatmeal, I would add um, butter, which sounds crazy, but I'll explain that in a minute. And I would add some fresh fruit, maybe some berries, maybe uh, some nuts. Really easy, yummy, real. Is there any kind of, um, you know, um, you know, the agave or or anything that you think um, that's supposed to be sweet? Oh, you know that, what, girls? Okay? I'm sorry, I got to cut you off. I got to cut you off. We'll pick this up quickly after the break. Our guest today is Margaret Floyd of Eat Naked. Check her out at eatnakednow.com. She's got some books. She's got a cookbook. When we come back from the break, we're going to spend a couple minutes with Margaret Floyd of Eat Naked, and then we're going to pick up with Deborah Boulanger and her whole life living. So you're not going to want to miss this great discussion coming up after the break. We've got lots more powered up with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin after these messages. 
In the annals of recorded history, there has never been anything that can compare to home movies. But now, in this modern era, where do you turn for the best information? Right here. It's the Home Movie Legacy Project, hosted by Rhonda Vigent. Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Central here on the Rockstar Radio Network. Learn how to organize, digitize, share on social media, use this genealogy research, repurpose or even monetize found footage. Discover ways to find films about your own family that you didn't even know existed. Or create a documentary that can use the power of home movies to deliver a message that can impact the lives of many. For more on Rhonda and the show, go to our website, homemovielegacy.com. Then be here as the journey continues with the Home Movie Legacy Project with Rhonda Vigent. Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Central here on the Rockstar Radio Network. Do you ever feel like you're the invisible woman? Too polite to be political? Too nice to be real? Tame, even though you really want to be unleashed? Like you're living in a fairy tale without the happy ending? Well, Cinderella has left the ball, and it's time to wake up and break up with our own self-imposed glass slippers and ceilings. Welcome to Le Chic Speak, the polite woman's guide to self-expression, with your host, Jen Duchenne. Le Chic Speak is the Wooloo Radio Network's resident radio show dedicated to helping women turn on their power and turn up the volume of their voices so you can be seen, heard, appreciated, and celebrated. Join us on Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Central Standard Time for your weekly dose of Le Chic Speak with your host, Jen Duchenne, only here on the Woohoo Radio Network. We're back with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Here's more Powered Up with Beck and Franklin. Hey, ladies, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Linda Franklin, and like a typical avalanche show, we're packing stuff in, and we're rolling as we go. Uh, we have guests today, uh, Eat Naked author, uh, Margaret Floyd, and before we went to break, we were talking about sweet things, because Linda, you have a sweet tooth, and we're going to welcome Deborah Boulanger from Whole Life Living uh, to join our conversation on sugar. Uh, but Linda, you had some questions about sugar for uh, Margaret Floyd, which I, I'm a huge sugar fan, so let's go. Well, you know, we all know chocolate, so now they're, they're hyping that, you know, that dark chocolate, 70% of over, um, is, is a good thing, that, you know, it's supposed to be a healthy food for us to eat. But also, you know, what do we put on, you know, what do we put in our tea? What do we put in our coffee? What do we put on our cereal if we want a little bit of sweet? Um, is it the agave? Um, what, what would you suggest? If you had to put something sweet into your cereal, coffee, tea, and I would have to say that I would encourage you to actually reconsider that because I think sugar is one of those things that is fine, enjoyed in moderation, but we don't eat it in moderation in this culture. We eat it all the time, many times a day, and it's really damaging on the body. So I just need to put that out there up front so I have a little bias with when it comes to sugar. Um, when it comes to something in your tea, um, maybe a little bit of raw honey. I'm definitely not a fan of agave. 
um, agave is actually very, very, you know, we, we, see, we know that high fructose corn syrup isn't very good for us. Well, agave actually has way more fructose. It's 85% in some cases fructose, whereas a high fructose corn syrup is typically like 55% fructose. So, you know, that's uh, right there. That is a, um, that's a big one. Um, and, you know, on your oatmeal, that's the thing, you know, adding some fresh berries can actually be really good. Maybe a little bit of molasses or a little bit of maple syrup or, again, a little bit of the raw honey, but keeping it natural and real. I would stay away from sugars. I would stay away from, you know, sugar in the raw, quote, unquote, is not actually raw. Raw sugar looks like dirt. Anything that looks like a crystal form, that is not raw. Um, so if it looks like dirt and it's crumbly and not clear in any way, then that's... Um, then that's actually raw sugar. And you're not having any chocolate either? Well, so here's the thing. I believe in this in moderation. I believe that a piece of chocolate maybe once or twice a week is fine, but I don't believe in having, you know, having sweets with every meal or having it with every cup of tea and cup of coffee or having it, you know, as part of the main meals. And this is another thing about, you know, when you eat only real whole foods, you're not actually sneaking sugar into your diet in ways that you don't realize. I used the example of um, salad dressing earlier. Find me a salad dressing, a commercial made salad dressing that does not have sugar in it. Truly find me one. I mean, there's maybe one or two, but it is so few and far between. They all use something to sweeten it. And it's just, it's unnecessary. It's in everything. I mean, it's, it, we do it. We lead a sugar detox and our, our detoxers always are amazed when they look at their favorite food items that aren't what you would think of as sweet and realize that there's been sugar added to just about everything. Now, Margaret, before we bring on Deborah Boulanger, can you tell me a little bit about your sugar detox uh, program? Absolutely. It's a 14-day sugar detox where we help you clear your body of sugar. And basically, it's like a chiropractic adjustment for your blood sugar handling so that, you know, at the beginning of those 14 days, if you love, and I, I used to be a sugar holic. And what I'm saying right now, I would have, you know, 10, 15 years ago, looked at you like you were crazy. If you could tell me that I could go a day and not have chocolate, you know, not have my sweet fix in the middle of the afternoon, have a coffee without sugar. I mean, that was just out of my, I couldn't even think of it as a possibility. So, you know, anyone who has got lots of sugar cravings, who has energy issues, you know, feeling really great and then really exhausted, um, who's struggling with weight, you know, there's so many different issues that sugar exacerbates. Um, so if you're at the, you know, at the beginning of the 14 days, you might feel like that. At the end of the 14 days, it's amazing how it, the sugar has released its grip on you, where it's a take it or leave it thing. It's not, you know, a dessert's there, you must have it. It's like maybe a bite or two would suffice. Maybe you don't even need it at all. It changes your palate okay. and it, it really cleans everything up. Wonderful. Well, Margaret, I want to thank you for being our guest today. Your website is eat naked now you've got books you've got cookbooks you've got a sugar control detox that i'm going to have to read up about because i think that's really neat uh, i want to thank you so much for being our guest today and i appreciate you and we'd love to have you back sometime this year great thank you so much for having me it's been wonderful Thank you. Thank you. Okay, Deb. Deborah Boulanger yes. is our expert, our whole life living expert. I would love to know your take on sugar because you've got some, some uh, ideas about what Linda can put in her cereal to satisfy her sweet tooth. Mm -hmm. Yes, and I'm all about living a whole life and living a whole life is sweet. So Linda, 
I want you to say, tell you that um, I put a ton of condiments in my oatmeal because I like for it to be fancy and delicious. So Me I too. put in berries. <laughs> yeah. And it should be that way. It should be something that you look forward to eating in the morning. So I put in blueberries, goji berries. I might put in a scoop of, I now have this favorite cinnamon maca almond butter, just to drizzle a little bit of that over. I put in hemp seeds and flax seeds. So it's really built up on the protein. And if I feel that there's a little bit more sweetness needed and it's, just a little bit, a teeny drizzle of maple syrup really serves me really well. So maple syrup is full of minerals. Most of us are mineral deficient. So you're doing something good for your body. But in general, we're over-reliant on our sweet taste. And uh, we've had so much sweetness in the form of packaged foods that we almost don't taste the natural sweetness of foods anymore. So uh, yeah. as you go through the process, your palate gets more discerning. No, that's great. I, I, I want to try that. And plus, when you, when you put all those things into your oatmeal, I mean, it's, you're going to leave the table pretty full and, and satisfied until, until your snack or, or lunchtime. Exactly. And that's the goal. I mean, if we want to maintain a healthy weight, we really don't need to eat six small meals a day. We can get from breakfast to lunch to dinner without snacking if we're eating the right balance of macronutrients. The other thing that a, a craving for sugar might indicate is just an imbalance in the macronutrients. So maybe you're not eating enough protein. So like, like you've said, and Linda, I love it because you have such good body intelligence. Just everything that you mentioned before about going for the aloe vera instead of the um, anti-antacid medications just told me that you're so in tune with your body that you can spot what it needs. And that's just what it is with sweet. You know, if you're having a craving for something sweet all the time, there's something off in the rest of your diet. And typically you need more protein. Well, that could be because I, I love pasta. You know, I try to eat, you know, a whole grain pasta, but I still love pasta. Um, and lately, because, you know, we every once in a while you fall off the wagon. Last couple of months I've fallen off, and I was telling uh, Sandra earlier that I'm on a bagel fest. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. I will get off of it. It's not forever. I never bring bread into the house, but for the last two months I've been eating bagels, and it's my body is very happy because I was going through that acid thing, and bagels felt good. Yeah. And guess what? We're all human and we all fall off the wagon. The question is, what do you do when you do? Uh, Do you resist? Do you give in? If you give in, do you beat yourself up over it? Or do you forgive yourself and every moment is a new opportunity to begin again? So you begin again. And I'm human too. Even health coaches make mistakes. I just sent out an email today. Maybe you got it, Sandra. It's um, Operation Self-Care because I fell off the wagon over the holidays, I ate a bagel or two, and I know or I nine. don't feel good. <laughs> no, I didn't do nine. I did or a dozen. <laughs> there were one or two, and I realized, you know, I felt crappy afterwards. I knew I was going to feel crappy. Um, I ate holiday food, and then one thing leads to another. I don't know if you find this, but if you have it in your system, your body wants it the next day. So once you get started, it's harder to stop. 
Well, yeah, it's like, yeah. you know, I have a friend, a very close friend of mine who's a recovering alcoholic and I, you know, I bought this cookbook to cook for him. So that, you know, it was like the alcohol recovery cookbook or whatever. And, you know, I've been reading all this stuff as he learns, you know, about his own <clears throat> disease. And I'm like, oh my God, that sounds just like me and bagels. You know, it's like, <laughs> you know, you, it's like you have to get off the wagon, but I will say that like when you eat all that junk, you do, you feel like crap and I don't feel like working out and I feel like watching watching TV and, you know, sitting around and I don't feel good. And when you don't feel good, you don't produce. And when you don't produce, you can't pay your bills. It's like, you know, the whole world oh falls my God. apart. <laughs> it's the domino well, at least that's what happened to me. Well, it's true. Yeah. It's true. And you hold that stuff in your cells and you hold it mostly in your fat cells and you start craving it every day. So you have to do a purge. And Operation Self-Care is about purging your pantry. And we've already talked about that. Get rid of you know, get rid of the bagels. I know it's hard when you have kids, right? So my, I have bagels in my freezer. My son has a bagel almost every morning, every once in a while on weekends. And, and Linda, this one's for you. You cook once, you eat many times. So if I make him homemade from scratch pancakes in the morning, I make two batches and then I put them in the refrigerator stacked in individual portions. And then he can have something else besides bagels. It's slightly better. And um, same thing with you. You know, you don't want we'll to spend a lot of time. We go from bagels to pancakes. Yeah, we go from bagels yeah. to pancakes. Um, but that's for my son. <laughs> and, you know, he's not going to eat the way I eat. And the way I eat no. is, you know, making good decisions at the store. So you have to stop, start where you shop and prep in advance. Cook once, eat many times. And that's how you can you too can eat, can cook and eat at home linda franklin uh with not much time not much money and well, having a whole know, lot of fun i'm going to support you on that because one of the things that i learned through you is like when i do my sunday cooking now i'll cook my chicken i'll cook my pasta for the week i'll cook my you know sometimes i cook a roast and and you know or fr cook the tofu whatever it is i need to do and then i package it all up and then i kind of just recombine it during the week because otherwise i'd have a stroke trying to cook a nice family meal every day after working as a single mom with six loads of laundry to do mm-hmm you know Absolutely. there's only so much gas in the car so linda or i'm sorry deborah why don't you give us your website so people can tune in to what you're doing and sign up for your plans Absolutely. So it's liveahollife.net, just the way it sounds. And on the website is a free live a whole life guide to cooking and eating healthy food without adding to your to-do list. And it's a free download. So available Love to everyone that. who's listening. We like free downloads. We like, you know, to be able to help ourselves. Um, girls, we got to go. We've had a great time this week. We had some really powerful women on. Linda Franklin, thank you for being my wonderful, lovely co-host. Deborah, My Mom pleasure. Fabulous, as always. And thank we want to thank Margaret Floyd. Uh, um, I feel healthier already. <laughs> no bagels this week, I promise. <laughs> We're so glad you joined us for Powered Up with Beck and Franklin. Sandra Beck, Los Angeles-based single mother and technology company owner, knows what it's like to be fit, funny, and fantastic in your 40s. Linda Franklin, a New Yorker with a successful marriage and 